The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. One on the left side uh, is the show from yesterday from Bradley in the afternoon so if you didn't get to see that you can do so up until three o'clock at which time he'll be live in that little area and yeah elon uh, musk has him a new little i don't know god outfit or whatever egyptian god anubis uh that he's parading around in for halloween um so yeah if you want to if you haven't seen that one if you saw last year's uh this one sort of takes the cake on that too yeah it tells you where this guy is he he's not a good guy okay I know a lot of people think that. And he's look, he said some good things, but then again, the devil comes around and he says some good things too, doesn't he? And he always mixes his lies in. Anyway, if you want to check that out, you can up until three o'clock, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow up on whatever device you got. Look for the rumble icon. Click on that. It'll be in the bottom right hand corner. And uh, join us in the chat. A lot of friends over there. Good morning, guys. Great to see you uh, all in there. And then um, <clears throat> while you're there, Please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then we're also streaming live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. And thank you to Michael and their team over there for giving us a spot, the morning show and the afternoon show on their platform. Because they get a lot of traffic over there. In, in spite of the censorship, there's still a lot of traffic that goes over there. Um, right up under where we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Lots of... Uh, information that goes out every day including the morning show archive you see that right here at the top um, that was our show yesterday with the common core diva lynn taylor uh, Noah High law zionism anti-semitism and israel if you miss that you want to catch it go to sonslibertymedia.com do that after the show <laughs> and click on that that'll be it's right at the top of the page right now i don't know where it'll be when you go over there uh, some of you be watching later this afternoon tonight or later in the future and it may be buried up underneath but that'll be the title just put it in the search bar that's right here 
and uh, you can find it. All right. Uh, last thing, you can get to our store from the front page right across the top there, uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com, or you can go to thesonsoflibertysquarespacecom thesonsoflibertysquarespacecom And again, we're highlighting Bradley's book, Soldier of the Cross. Uh, we've got the bundle up, $34, shirt of your size, dog tag of your color, book, $34. Double If you're double X or larger in your shirt size, it'll be about $5 more. Same thing happens with the individual shirts. They're $20. That's where they start from. Uh, also, the Soldier of the Cross book is available $10. And the new one, All the Prophets, are pointing the front $10. And then also the silver and black dog tags, $8 a piece. They're at the bottom of the store. So if you, if you scroll down, you'll find those there. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Gosh, I got a lot of stuff here, and I, I put a title up for when are the people going to have enough of the fear-mongering Defense Department? I should have put fear-mongering, uh, war-mongering, and tyrannical attack on their own people Defense Department, because they're not defending squat. They're attacking everybody. The, the Defense Department is is the ones behind uh, the entire you know Operation Warp Speed that uh, Donald Trump rolled out. And that's their baby. They were the ones working with Bill Gates. If you recall our reporting on that. They were working with Bill Gates on that. It's really interesting, isn't it? How they get all tangled up in there. Before I get to that, let me just build up with a couple of stories here. Because I got to tell you, everything that I see... I'm even questioning whether or not I should say something, write something, because I'm not there. Now, I thought like this for a long time. I told the guys that I used to work with at Freedom Outpost, I said, you know, a lot of this foreign stuff, I mean, we're having to take the word of, of people, usually from outlets that we know lie. <laughs> so all we can kind of do is give commentary on whatever they're talking about. And that's why, again, you go back to the Bible and the Constitution. Those are the, those are the foundations we look to in, in the country. And, and I'm going to tell you more to the Bible than the Constitution. But I'll hold them to their standard, the one they take an oath that they, they say, this is my standard that I'm going to hold myself to. I don't mind holding them to that standard. That's what they say they're going to do. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, right? No need for all these, in my opinion, no need for all these oaths. Either you are lawful and you're going to obey the law or you're not going to obey it. You're not a right or left. You're not a conservative or a Democrat. You're not a Republican or a liberal. You're not any of this stuff. You're either lawful or you're lawless. There's not any in between. There really isn't. And if you break the law in one place, what does James tell us? You've broken the whole thing. So, with that said... I mean, that's the standard we would use to, to judge anything. It came out that Adobe, you guys remember them? They were the, they were the PDF company for a long time. They were the guys who were, uh, you know, if you had a PDF document, they were the ones that you, the Adobe Reader, right? Uh, and then many of you know that documents that you do online now, you know, Adobe has a lot to do with that, and you fill out your documents online and stuff. Uh, then they came out with... Um, some type of, I uh, forget what it was, but you used to watch the videos with them, like a Flash player or something like that. Um, and I don't, and Adobe has a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to uh, video editing and some other things, and they probably do a lot more than that now. Well, they got caught 
using artificial intelligence generated images as real, actual photos of quote-unquote Israel violence. Mm -hmm. You you knew it wouldn't be long for this, right? We were already seeing deep fakes. My goodness, even when we bring up video now, you I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of saying, is this staged? Has somebody played with this? Is this AI generated? No, you don't know. You, you really just, you don't know. In doing this, it, you know, I took a, a moment to remind people about what was going on. Now, I played this one video the other day when we were talking about Israel, but I think it, I think it serves a purpose to play it again. And then I'm going to play you one about our own CIA so that people who may come back, maybe they're like your many, you may be like many people um, that come to, to the channel here and you hate our guts because we're talking about, you know, whoever you've set up as the one who's going to really fix things, Donald Trump or whoever. Uh, and if you hang with us, what you'll see is we, we just show you what, what's there. Um, we're, we're not saying stuff just off the top of our head. We're not trying to make stuff up or things like that. We're letting these guys tell you. So this was, this was the guy, um, Victor, Ostrovsky, he is a former Israeli Mossad agent. And I played this the other day, but I want you to get kind of what's going on now relative to this story on Adobe, um, because all of this ties together. It ties together with what the Defense Department is doing right now. So here is, uh, here's Victor. He's a former Mossad agent, and he tells you exactly how they control the narrative with propaganda. Take now, a listen. I know what they do because I used to ask them to do it. I mean, when I was in and he's talking about Israel, guy that gave us problems in the U.S. and he was speaking out and he was talking like like Pete talked once and said Israel is bombing Lebanon with cluster bombs. We say, hey, who's that guy? You know, Pete Makaki, we used to call him. Yeah, which is Pete the cockroach because he makes a lot of noise and you can't get rid of him. So what you do is you get in touch with a guy in, in, the, in the station in New York or in the station in Washington. You say, tell the guys at B'nai to label him. And of course, the campaign starts, and before you know it, the guy's labeled. And he's an anti-Semite, because that's what we say he is. And that's one stain you cannot wash. Now, it shames me as a Jew to tell you that, but that's the fact. And it's wrong. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is the fact, and it is wrong. And uh, this is why I point people who've given me, uh, when I did those shows on Israel, um, you know, I had no hatred in my heart for either the, the, the state of Israel or the people. I do have a hatred for their ideology and their government. Yeah, their ideology, that's not a person. I do hate it. Why? Because it's antichrist at its core. If that offends you as a Christian, go read First and Second John, and you'll and you should understand what I'm talking about. Especially if you say the Bible's authoritative, you believe it, you believe it's inspired, and all this other. You should see that. Now that is Israel. That's what their own former Mossad agent said. This is how our CIA works with this information. Listen to this soon as we get past the music here. <laughs> you briefed the press, did you not, when you were there? 
Well, I had several jobs. One of my jobs was that of analyst. Uh, I also was an interrogator and indeed briefed the press when we, the CIA, wanted to uh, circulate disinformation on a particular issue. Disinformation is not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a lie. It may be a half-truth. And uh, we would pick out a journalist. I would go do the briefing and uh, hope that he would put the information in print. For instance, if we wanted to get uh, across to the American public that the North Vietnamese were building up their force structure in South Vietnam, I would go to a journalist and advise him that in the past uh, six months, X number of North Vietnamese forces had come down the Ho Chi Minh Trail system through southern Laos. Now, there is no way a journalist can check that information. So either he goes with the information or he doesn't, and ordinarily or usually, the journalist would go with it because it, was, it looked like some kind of exclusive. And um, I would say our percentage of planning that kind of data was uh, 70 to 80 percent. The correspondents we targeted were those who had terrific influence, the most uh, respected journalists in Saigon, like Robert Chaplin of the New Yorker magazine, Kai's Beach uh, of the Los Angeles Times from time to time, and also he worked for the Chicago Daily News. Uh, Bud Merrick of U.S. News and World Report, uh, Malcolm Brown of the New York Times, and even Maynard Parker of Newsweek magazine. Uh, we would uh, go after these gentlemen. Uh, I would uh, be directed to cultivate them, to spend time with them at uh, the Caravelle Hotel or the Continental Hotel, to socialize with them, and, and slowly but surely to try to gain their confidence by dolloping out uh, valid information, information which was true. And then I would drop in a, into a conversation the data that we wanted to get across which might not be true. Uh, one piece of data, for instance, uh, that uh, we managed to plan in the New Yorker magazine had to do with uh, a supposed North Vietnamese effort in 1973 to develop airfields along the border of South Vietnam. Okay, I just want to pause for the people on the radio. This is an older interview, and you got to see this guy. He's CIA. He's just sitting here saying it, as a matter of fact, has no... His conscience isn't even bothered by whether or not this ended up in the loss of life, property. He's not worried about any of it. We just, you know, we did all this stuff. We did all this stuff. It's like he's reveling in his sin, in his deceptiveness, in his... Uh, I don't know what to say. In following in the footsteps after his father, for he was a liar from the beginning. The devil. He's like Mike Pompeo. Some of you, some of you out there, still may hold Mike Pompeo. He's a Christian. He's, you know, he's a good guy and all this. Mike Pompeo was the guy that got on there and said the CIA taught him to lie and to cheat and to steal and all this other stuff. That's the direct opposite of the commands of Scripture and of our Christ and of our King. The, the direct opposite of that. Just. Just to people, because I know you guys on the radio, you can't see this guy's demeanor. He's a young, he's a fairly young man, maybe like in his 30s, maybe 40s. And he's just talking like, I had a cup of coffee today and uh, some eggs and bacon for breakfast. I mean, that's how he's talking. He's not bothered at all in his conscience by the lies that they told. The reason we wanted to plant this information was that we were trying to persuade the U.S. Congress 
that Saigon should uh, be continued to uh, should continue to get a great deal of aid, uh, and that uh, the North Vietnamese were the chief violators of the ceasefire accord. That was printed in uh, the New Yorker magazine under the byline of Robert Chaplin, as indeed was a great deal of such information which uh, which we tried to circulate. If I planted a piece of information with a reporter, I would ordinarily then try to create an environment in which he could not check the information. I would go to the British ambassador and brief him on the disinformation I had just given the reporter. So when the reporter wanted to cross-check what I told him with, uh, say, the British ambassador, New Zealand ambassador, or what have you, he would get false confirmation, the same message coming back at him. He'd say, aha, I've got proof that Frank Snap told me the truth when in fact what he'd gotten was simply an echo of what uh, I'd given him in the first place via the British ambassador or other of our friendly diplomatic contacts. I am, as an ex-CI agent, uh, opposed to the disinformation activities uh, in which I was involved. I admit that I was involved and I think it uh, uh, served no useful purpose in propagandizing the American uh, public or Congress is not the CIA's job. Yeah, in fact, the CIA doesn't have a job under our Constitution. It, it just it doesn't have a it doesn't have a job because it's not supposed to exist. Here's what we're told. This is out of uh, Yahoo News, um, and there's another report within this one. If you want to check it out, sonslibertymedia.com. Software giant Adobe has been caught selling AI-generated images of the Israel-Hamas war. As first spotted by Australian news outlet Crikey, Crikey, hello. A shocking, a shocking and morally reprehensible instance of a company directing are directly profiting from the spread of misinformation online. You can you can rest assured that probably uh, the CIA probably has an office in Adobe too, just like they do at Facebook and all these other places. Hollywood. A quick search on the company's Adobe stock website, a service that offers subscription customers access to a library of generic stock images and now AI shots as well. I'm going to tell you, this is dangerous. It's dangerous even for what we do because we don't know. We're going to look at whatever we're going to look at. We're going to try to see what's real, what's what's fake. But in the end, our commentary always comes back to, okay, if that's what if this is what's going on, whatever, then we speak to it from the scriptures, the foundation. Is this right? Is it wrong? Does it glorify God? Does it not? Is it lawful or is it lawless? That's where it all goes back to. Let me ask you something. How many of your Mockingbird media outlets do that? How many of them even go back to the Constitution? I mean, really go back to it. Or do they give lip service to that like they do anything else? And then they just keep perpetrating their propaganda. Yeah. Most of them do exactly that. I think this guy's right on it. He's right in line with uh, Dr. Udo Ufkoff, the uh, German journalist who said that the CIA was involved in, in their reporting as well. Our CIA. What in the world are we doing funding junk like that? Now you know exactly why I say, and you can quote me on it, 
We should follow the words of the Declaration of Independence signed by our forefathers that said the right of the people to alter or abolish the form of government they set up when it becomes a threat to their security and their safety, and that ours has long done this. When you got a guy who come out and say, we lie to you, that's a threat. That is a threat to your security and your safety, and that of your children, by the way. Then they have reached a point where the people need to say, no, 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 we're done with you. We can't get we can't get an impeach. They ran through the impeachment of Donald Trump, and you guys know I was very critical of Trump, but I was against the impeachment because I'm I'm like you guys aren't even impeaching him over things that you have evidence for. Number one, nor something that's I mean you're not dealing with the constitutional issues. Why? Because they want those unconstitutional issues to continue, even if it's under another guy with a different political jersey on. Because ultimately they're playing on the same team. I was thinking about that this morning. How many of you guys, I think I saw, I know I saw them once. I may have saw them twice in my life. The Harlem Globetrotters. A fantastic, talented, you know, bunch of guys. And I know they changed over the years and stuff. What was that? Meadowlark Lemon. I, I'm surprised I can remember that guy's name. Uh, he was like one of the big guys. And there was the, was, what was the, what was the bald headed guy? I forget what his name was. I want to see, I want to say Curly and that, I don't know. Anyway. Somebody will probably say it in the chat. And by the way, guys, I can hardly read your chat because my screen, as of yesterday, went into all these little lines. So you know what that's going to be. That's going to be they're wanting to take my foot off to fix the screen on it. This will be the this this computer that I have is a beast. It really is this little laptop. Uh, but this will be the third time in three years that I'm going to send the thing in for for video stuff. That's the only problem I have with it. But anyway, uh, there it is. And I, I I'm sorry if I can't read your stuff. Curly, thank you. <laughs> uh, I thought that was his name, but I wasn't sure. So you remember those guys, right? Okay, so you paid a ticket to go in there, and you knew it wasn't going to be a real game. The only difference between that and the NBA and the NFL and the NHL and all those other ones is we found out that they're scripting those now, right? That's the only difference. But you went in there, and both teams seem like they're arch rivals and this, that, and the other but they're all really on the same team, and that was to take your money and to get make you laugh and to give you a good time. Right? I mean, isn't that what they're doing? That's what's going on here with Republicans and Democrats. They're giving you a good time, quote-unquote. They're providing you that little boost of endorphins or... Whatever it is that you political junkies out there, you, you feed on. You, you point the finger at the heroin addict, but you're, you're one uh, who is a junkie on information, on politics. You're a junkie on it. You do nothing with it except you get a, a high from the knowledge of what you know or chanting, let's go Brandon, or whatever the case may be. That's where your high comes from. That's where you... I, I see it all the time. I see it. That has nothing to do with any resolve to correct the problem. It has to do with, look what I know. Boy, I'm really mad about that. Yeah, what are you doing about it? I'm not doing it. What do I do? I see those people all the time. No idea of what, what they should be doing. There's another one, um, another story, and I'm going to get to this, the, the, the DOD thing in just a moment. There's another story that's out um, 
dealing with government <laughs> licensing parents. Now, I've heard, look, I've heard Christians and conservatives say this stuff. I, I just like, what in the world is going on with you? And I understand why they say it, because some people have kids and they don't take care of them. Um, some of them we read about, they murder their kids. I mean, it's just, they, they sexually assault their, it's like, what are you people doing? Alex Newman pointed this out. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Connor Kianpour, K-I-A-N-P-O-U-R. He is from the University of Colorado Boulder. He's got a, tie, a, a, a paper titled, The Kids Aren't All Right, Expanding the Role of the State in Parenting. I didn't know the state had a role in parenting at all. Because they don't. But it's going to take you parents standing up and saying, yeah, you have no right in my in, in uh, parenting my kids by pulling them out of the place where they're being parented. The public indoctrination centers we call public schools. Get them out of that. As long as you're taking them to that, you're saying, well, you do have a role in parenting my kids and educating my kids. That's what you're saying. Well, Tim, I'm not saying that. I, I just, you know, I have this, that, and the other. I, 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 we do, too. We do, too. I've told this story many times. My wife and I, from just shortly after we got married, determined she was going to be at home. She wanted that. I wanted that. The kids came as God gave them. I never asked God for one of our kids, but I said, please help me to you know, care for them and meet the, meet the needs of the family if you give them to us. And God's been faithful in that. Sometimes he's used other people for that. By the way, I say that. My friend Jane, you're in the chat. Thank you very much for your... your kindness. And that was God meeting a need right there so that I can come and meet some of you guys up in Michigan, by the way. Thank you for your kindness. Um, God has a way of meeting needs. And I don't determine how he does that. I, I don't have a lot of rich friends, um, you know, and I probably wouldn't go to them anyway. <laughs> in fact, I, I think of only one guy that I've worked for in my life that had a lot of money. And I probably could go over there and he'd probably be kind enough because he loves my dad and work for him and all, he, he might do some things. But you know what? I go to the Father and I let him know the needs that I have. And he always provides. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you he always does it. Even when I make stupid decisions and stuff, he's the one who does it. He's the one who gets us through it. And you know, sometimes he uses his people in doing that. This was the, the article. The kids aren't all right. Expanding the role of state in parenting. The self-styled philosopher, this is again Alex, our, our friend Alex Newman. The self-styled philosopher argues that the government should take over the priority or the primary responsibility for the raising of children. This should be no problem because even biological parents have no right, quote-unquote, to raise their own children. What? What? They have no right to raise their own children. He claims in the paper published in the Journal of Ethics and Social Philosophy. Quote, individuals have no right to rear their biological children, nor do they have any interest weighty enough to justify a right to rear their 
children generally, writes Ken Poor, a Ph.D. Now, this is where a post hole digger kind of comes in. Candidate in philosophy. Oh, he's a Ph.D. candidate. He's not a Ph.D. In philosophy. Well, you know what, Mr. Keon Poor, your philosophy sucks. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. That's about the stupidest thing. I mean, I don't know how far you have to put your head down in the ground to not grasp this. Maybe there's a lot of fluoride in your water. Maybe you haven't been eating right. Maybe you become toxic over 5G and stuff. I don't know. Uh, but you definitely are thinking like your father, the devil. And you need to repent. He says, since these rights do not exist, regulated parenting policies cannot be said to jeopardize them. Well, this is just, I, where is this guy's head at? Okay, Mr. Keon Poor. You don't have the right to do anything in your house. In fact, you don't have a right to be in the house that you're paying for. You don't have a right to drive your car, to put gas in it, to change the oil, to change the tire. You don't have a right to do that. Because those rights don't exist. Because I say it, does that make it true? No. He has every right to all those things. Just like when the Lord gives people children, a couple of children, they're theirs. They're stewards of those children. They're ultimately gods, just like all things are. The land, all that is on the earth is the Lord's. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Guess what? Your children are yours. You are the steward of those children that God gave you. And by you know, logical inference, if God gave them to you... <laughs> Who has the right to raise them? The state, whom he didn't give? No. Ken Poor is a communist. Whether he wants to admit it or not, he's a communist. And this is just some of the other stuff that's coming out. I mean, it's just... And I'm sure there are a lot of people who think this. Or they wouldn't get... You know, they wouldn't even get their little bubble to echo what they're saying. One more... Uh, excuse me. I want to give two more real quick, and then we're going to get this Department of Defense thing. And I'm not, it's not a thing of, I'm trying to string you along, it's just this is kind of how it, how it happened. Because you guys know I usually stick on one subject. Oh, that manifesto, remember the, 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 the girl who thought she was a boy? Um, what was it, out there in Tennessee? That's what I want to say. Yeah, in Tennessee. Um, she was transdelusional. You know, I, I think about these people and I think... Did, did anyone reach out to her? Maybe they did. I, I don't know. Did anybody try to help her and correct her thinking? Or did the people that did whatever they did in being around her and promoting her and all this other, did they encourage her delusion? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. This came out uh, yesterday. That manifesto, remember they wanted to keep this under wraps, they wanted to hide that? This came out yesterday. She wrote in her, her uh, quote-unquote, manifesto. You know, these guys always have these manifestos. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, the Nashville Trans Shooters Manifesto has been released, and now we know why the Department of Justice has been hiding it. The mass murder was a left-wing ideologue. See, that, <sighs> no, she was... She was delusional. She was in rebellion against God. And she was a violator of law. She was a murderer. 
Before that, she was doing what Scripture said, which you can apply to women too, the, the men not wearing the, that which pertains to a woman, the woman not wearing that which pertains to a man. It is an abomination. She wanted to murder Christian children. Uh, here were some of the things. She targeted, quote-unquote, crackers, quote-unquote, white privilege, quote, want to kill all you little crackers. I hope to have a high death count. I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't ready to die. Of course, this is the uh, manifesto we're showing. Again, I, you know, everything in me says I don't know what to believe about these guys who put this stuff out. But looks legit, so I'm gonna comment. I'm just gonna comment on this. And here's what's also interesting. This was written on February the third, twenty three. Now, this is a person. This is a girl who has convinced herself that she thinks she's a boy. Uh, <laughs> some of this stuff's a little hard to read, but anyway, uh, she calls them a bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. F you faggots. That, that, I mean, <sighs> I, I guess no wonder many in the LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ uh, department don't like a lot of these transdelusional people because they're even calling them out in the process. And they don't like that. But you can see, I mean, uh, you guys who are watching online, and I don't know why this one, that one had to come up as a link, because Twitter apparently shut down the first one that uh, Stephen Crowder put out with uh, this little journal, this manifesto. All that's geared up at what's coming. That's, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Last one, then we're getting a DOD thing. Have any of you guys known uh, noticed any disruption in your online banking? If you do online banking, some of you do, some of you don't. And I understand the reasons for it, so don't have to discuss that. But have any of you guys noticed the disruption on online banking? Um, our friend Michael Snyder had put this out. Customers at a major U.S. banks uh, are at major U.S. banks, including Bank of America, Wells Fargo, complained about delays with their direct deposits on Monday, following a glitch with processing payments that began Friday. Federal Reserve on Friday said the same problem wasn't related to a cybersecurity issue, and that it had been resolved. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Don't worry about that, guys. Go back to sleep. Everything's okay. We're taking care of your uh, fake monopoly money. The Federal Reserve on Friday said the problem was related to cybersecurity, uh, but customers on Monday continued to report delays with direct deposits, reaching out to their banks on social media to report that their paychecks hadn't landed in their accounts ex as expected. Wells Fargo and Bank of America referred questions to the Clearinghouse, a payments company that operates the only private sector automated clearinghouse system in the U.S. 
They said they would fix as quickly as possible. The clearinghouse, the private operator of ACH, told CNN on Monday it is working with banks and Federal Reserve to resolve the issue as quickly as possible. Many of the delayed payments have have already posted and will continue working with financial institutions to ensure the remaining transactions are processed. The clearinghouse spokesman Our spokesperson, Greg McSweeney, said in an email, industry source confirmed to CNN on Monday that it's likely some customers haven't received their deposits yet. Well, that's why they're complaining. Hello? (laughs) The source stressed that banks are at the mercy of the originating bank to resend payment files. Hmm. This is just the start. I have no doubt they're going to come in. And either they're going to cut you off completely by virtue of whatever whimsical thing they want to set up, or they're going to slowly begin to weed out the people they don't want in. And I know that's that's at least their goal of what they want to do. That's why I say let's get ahead of it. Let's just get out of their economic system. Let's start living the way the, the Lord said that we should live. Now you know what's going on in my head. I don't want to be a part of any of this system. They can have it all. Because they have nothing to offer me but lies, debt, enslavement, curses. That's what they're offering me. That's what they've been offering me for 54 years, and that's what they've been offering you too. And many of us have bought it because that's the world we grew up in. That's what we were taught to embrace. But I got to tell you, it's time for us to get ahead of it. Fine. Go ahead and feed the world bugs. I'm going to grow my own food. I'm going to raise my own cattle. I'm going to go hunt my own deer. I'm going to hunt my own moose or bison or whatever you're hunting out there. I'm going to go fish for my own fish. You want to poison all the city water and knock all that? Knock yourself out. I'm going to find a way to protect my water. So that's pure and wholesome and healthy. See, we got we got to start looking at this instead of saying... They're, they're playing all the stuff against us. They're giants in the land. I, this is what I hear echoed, and I brought this up a little bit later. I'm, I'm going to bring this up a little bit later. This is what I hear from people who should know better. They're, they're planning on killing us. Yeah, they are. But what's the Lord told us? What's he told us? See, now this leads right into what I'm talking about about the DOD. They've issued a nationwide advisory for today, November the 8th, 2023, due to threats from pro-terror day of action. This is, for you guys who've seen it, this was uh, taken from the Department of Defense. This is also the image that we have up on Rumble for the show today. This says, there's no alert nor notification on the DOD website. Original poster also fails to give a source. Hmm. And Pamela Geller obviously sticks this up as well. Here's the thing. I'm kind of like that guy. You, you, You probably have heard something similar. Do you know when they arrest somebody for a crime... They take them in and they book them, right? And they put them through a process. I can tell you about it because I've been through it. They fingerprint you, and then they stand you in front of this little board. I don't, maybe in different places, it looks like mug shots are taken a lot different. But they want to get your mug, right? So they get it from the front, and they get it from the side. And then what they do is they, you know, put the guy in a holding cell, and then he may post bail, or, you know, he gets an arraignment or whatever he's doing. 
And then things go from there. Well, I, you know, I'm like the one guy that says, you know, when you let this guy out and he goes and commits the crime again, it's like you had him right there. The police are on the search for this guy. Well, you took his picture right here, and then you took a picture as he was leaving. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you get the guy? So the question that I have for the Department of Defense is, if you have so many threats from pro-terror day of action, how did you obtain that knowledge, number one? And two... Why aren't you doing anything about it except trying to cause trauma and fear in the people? By the way, we learned from Kathy O'Brien, we've learned from Kate Shimarani, we've learned from other people who've been on the show that trauma is the instrument they use to control the mind. Trauma is what the instrument they use to control the mind. So when you hear all these frightful stories, nuclear war, there's, <clears throat> you know, this advisory, terrorism advisory. Oh, we know about it. Why aren't they arresting anybody? Right? That would make sense, wouldn't it? And they had no problem going and arresting innocent Americans who simply engaged in what are supposed to be protected rights under the First Amendment. How many, how many of those did they arrest and they're still sitting in jail two year, more, almost three years later? How many have committed, quote-unquote, committed suicide? How many of them were treated fairly by the same corrupt government? By the way, the Department of Defense, again was teamed up with Bill Gates to unleash the Operation Warp Speed, all those shots. Mm -hmm. That was them. Remember, I played the video of the guy, what was his name, Perna, I think, that Trump had from the military who was overseeing, quote-unquote, delivery of his, oh, we're going to use FedEx and we're going to use you. I, I want to ask something. As you were out and about, did you ever see any uh, military trucks running around, any military? Because they were supposed to be guarding the FedEx trucks and stuff like that, ensuring deliveries to Walgreens, CVS, and all these other places that want to kill you. By the, they do. They want to kill you. Because they're certainly not warning you about what's in those shots. Did you guys see any of that? Did you see any of those, I don't know, 80, 90, 100 degree below, whatever, zero cold that they had uh, allegedly had these things in? Hmm. But here they are. They're doing it. They're, they're, they're traumatizing the people who believe this stuff. And they do it so they can control them. They do it so they can control the people. Now listen, if I were you, I wouldn't be in some big crowded place with people. That's just me. I don't like it anyway. I don't like being, that's why I live out where I live. I, I don't like being around you know, big crowds of people in a building in the middle of the city. And I, I, that, I, I like being around people. I love people. But I know what, I know what these cats do. And, uh, but they're, they're, instant, you know, they're pushing this, this fear on the people. We have a nation, nationwide advisory for tomorrow. That's today. Due to threats from pro-terror day of action. And I have to ask the question. DOD, FBI, CIA, who are any of you guys who are unconstitutional, none of you exist in the Constitution. You've usurped your authority, and now you're acting as an enemy of the people. All of you. Don't tell me there's good guys in there when all of them are lawlessly installed. 
There are no good guys in there. There might be guys who see the problem and they'll say some things and maybe even do some things. Praise God they do that. But the fact of the matter is all those agencies exist outside the Constitution. They don't exist because the Constitution authorized it. And I wish some FBI agents and I wish some CIA agents and some NSA and some Department of Defense, I wish these guys would get that, I wish they would get grasp that and say we shouldn't even be here. Oh, 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 Tim, you're talking like those defund the police guys. Yep, defund those guys too. But here's what I have said. Don't leave a vacuum there. Men, it is our duty. It is our job. We are mentioned. We're the only ones mentioned in our Constitution. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, 16. The Constitution militia, that's us men. We're not signed up under some long-term you know, army or something like this. We are the enforcers of the law. We're the if we're mad about invaders coming over, we are the men who are to protect that border. Not the federal government. We are. We are to repel invasions. Go read the Constitution. That's what it says. You didn't like Black Lives Matter? The men, the militia, are to go and repel invasions and they're to put down insurrections. The men are to do that. I mean, that's what the Constitution says. The men have forsaken their duties before God. The men have. Isn't that always where it goes back to? In Genesis, what do we see? Did Adam do what he was supposed to do? He was led by his wife, wasn't he? His wife got away over the side, got seduced into eating the fruit, comes to him with the fruit and says, hey, you try it too. It's good. Okay, dear. I mean, I know God said not to, but... It's always like that. We're the ones responsible, guys. This is why when Deuteronomy 6 comes up, that is aimed at you and me, fellas. It's aimed at us. It calls us to lead. Lead ourselves, lead our own families, first and foremost. I made mention of this earlier when I was thinking about how you know people respond sometimes to the news. Oh, there's nothing we can do. Oh, you know, they're just going to do what they're going to do. And you know, I've got a, uh, I've got a couple of friends online, and all they do, it looks like to me, is feed on knowing what the enemy is planning, knowing what the enemy is doing. And there's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't want to say that's not necessary information. I think we should understand our enemy and what he's doing. But when it comes to solutions, when it comes to how to combat that enemy, when it comes to bringing real resolve to the issue, you, you don't see a lot. They revel in the knowledge of knowing what evil is doing. Guys, that's, that's a form of idolatry. It's also going to bring you way low. You're going to be looking like the guys out of this passage in Numbers 14 that came and said, oh, there's giants on land. You know, they're going to devour us. We, we can't go in there. What, what in the world? 
But there's a good message. There's a good report in the midst of that. Numbers uh, Numbers 14, and Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. Why did they rent their clothes? Because the other guys didn't believe like they believed. They didn't believe God. God told him he's going to give them that land. It was their inheritance. He had promised it to Abraham 400 years before. And, and, and Caleb and Joshua are sitting here going, you know, almost repentant, trying to be repentant on behalf of these, showing disgust, shame, whatever, for, for their fellow countrymen here who've just said, God can't give us this land. And here's what we read. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, and he had, he had already delivered them from their enemies in Egypt, destroyed the entire Egyptian army. By the way, just a little side note, you know, when you when you see Ten Commandments, uh, Charlton Heston Ten Commandments, do you know they've uncovered where it's, they don't think it was Ramses that was the Egyptian uh, pharaoh there. It was a guy before him. And that guy, what was interesting was, was after, apparently after the Red Sea incident, an army came into Egypt and took over Egypt without firing a shot. Why? They had no army. It was destroyed. It was in the bottom of the Red Sea. Oh, yes, the scriptures are true. They are. They are. You can trust them. So he goes back and he says, If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. They are a piece of cake, man. That's what they're saying. They're a piece of cake. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Christian. Fear not the Department of Defense, fear not the FBI, fear not CIA, fear not the NSA, fear not Islam, fear not communism, pick out your thing, trust in the Lord, and do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. That's, that's, the, way the, that's the way the large populace will be. Oh, be quiet. You know we're really in deep. Come on, man. We, we need, you know, whatever Savior you're going to put up. We need to put that guy in office. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation for all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, how long will this people provoke me? Does this sound like those people that wanted to kill Joshua and Caleb? Does it sound like they were pleasing to the Lord? Did it sound like the Lord was on their side? Hmm. And how long will it be? Ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee, that's of Moses, a greater nation and mightier than they. And you know what Moses did? Moses could have just sat around and said, yeah, go do that, God, because I'm getting tired of them too. Moses threw himself in between God and the people and said, remember your promises, Lord. How are the heathen nations going to look at this? If you bring this people out, you deliver them, and then you destroy them. What's that going to say about you? Of course, Moses is speaking as a man, but nevertheless, God had mercy in the midst of it. He did. All of this reminds me, again, this is, this is application of things that we've talked about before. You know, um, whether, let's, let's go over here to uh, 
just Matthew 24 really quick. Again, this is something that Jesus is talking about to his disciples. He's telling them what's going to happen there in that generation that they're living in as far as the destruction of um, Jerusalem. And here's what he said. And here, and I'm just going to read to you. You see what he's talking about. He's talking about the first century and what's going to happen in Jerusalem. But there's an application here that we can draw. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Boy, that's pretty common today, isn't it? See that ye be not troubled. Don't be troubled because you're hearing about Israel and Hamas. Don't be troubled. And I'm taking the application here. This is, he's obviously talking about what's going on there in the first century, but the application is, why do we get troubled over that? Because they're trying to commit, or they're trying to create trauma in us so they can control us. See, be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation arising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there'll be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. These are the beginning of sorrows. People, you're going to be delivered up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you should be hated of all nations from a namesake. And what was ha- what happened to these guys? Same thing. Exactly what he said. There's going to be many that are offended, shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. False prophets rising. They'll deceive many. All of this kind of stuff. And in the midst of it, what's, got, what's Jesus saying? Don't be afraid. Don't be shaken. And I would say that passage, we can draw the application. When we're seeing and hearing all this, we're not to be afraid. We're not to be shaken. Listen to the words of Christ and obey them. Here's another one. He warns, Fear not them which kill the body, Matthew 10, verse 28, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear God, not man, right? Psalm 34, 9. I'm I'm in a short bunch here for time, so I'm going to just kind of read through these real quickly. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. You're not lacking anything if you fear the Lord. Now, if you fear man, there's a lot to be lacked. There's a lot to be desired, too. Psalm 118.6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? This reminds me of Thomas Hawks that we read about the other day. Being able to go to the fire and clap his hands to show his friends that, yes, you could endure the most terrible things that men can do to you, God will give you grace in that. What a testimony that guy broke. Luke chapter 12, verse 32, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What's he saying that? He's saying that in the midst of their concerns about everything, you know, what are they going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear, where their shelter is. He said, don't worry about that. Don't fear about those things. The Lord will give you what you need. Real quickly, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And then finally, what does it mean to get rid of fear? 1 John four eighteen, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Does your love cast out fear? Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. What's your love made of? Is it fearful or is it bold? Bradley B. with it 3. See you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m.